0: and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life.
1: Why don't we say this? Say, I'm blessed. I'm, blessed. I'm, healthy. I'm healthy. I'm healed. I'm, healed. I'm victorious. I'm, victorious. I'm, walking in victory. I'm walking in victory. I am the blessed of the Lord. I
0: am
1: blessed of the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's the only way to be. We'll pick up this evening right where Pastor left off two Wednesday evenings ago. And we're going to launch out of Acts 17 and verse 28. But first I want to give you again John 15 and verse 7. It's a verse that we have come to many times in this series. John 15 verse 7, If you remain in me, which means to live in, settle down in, take up residence in. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given unto you. If you live in, settle down in, take up residence in me, and my words live in, settle down in, And take up residence in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. And that's a daily thing. That's not a once a month thing. That's not a twice the year thing. And we just had Easter, an Easter Sunday. And we all know believers are relatives, and they're in church on Easter, amen. God bless them. That's their level. But there's a higher level, Amen. amen. And so to walk in victory... To live a life of answered prayer, we've got to remain in Him, and His Word has to remain in us. Acts 17 and verse 28, For in Him we live and move and have our being. That is a daily, everyday, 24-hour thing. In Him we live and move and have our being. Say, in Him, I live, I live and move and, move and have, my have my being. Say it again. Say, in Him, I live, I live and move and And have my being. being. So prayer is about fellowship. And prayer is something that we ought to be doing all the time. And of course you ought to have your prayer time that you have set aside in which you pray consistently on a daily basis. And as you've heard me say, you've heard pastors say, you've got to get started and be consistent. And just like the gym you can't say, well, I'm going to start at this extreme level. You know, I'm going to start praying four hours a day or whatever it is. You're not going to do that. Let's be honest. Amen. And if you don't pray at all, you're not going to be successful at even praying 30 minutes a day or an hour a day. you got to get started. you got to be consistent. But even once you have established a prayer time in which you're consistent, we ought to pray more and more often than just our designated prayer time. I think some of the best, most effective time is time we spend in the car. And if when you're in the car and you're commuting to Fort Worth or Dallas or Grand Prairie, wherever you're going, if you're not listening to the Word of God, which is something you can do, and it's much more edifying than talk radio, amen, or uh, inappropriate music or whatever it is, well, you can, you can pray. You can pray in the Spirit. The New Testament says we're to pray in the Spirit on how many occasions? all occasions and so prayer is fellowship it is relationship prayer is fellowship with our heavenly father prayer is a call to love him as he loves us and and prayer and fellowship it's conversation so we're not just talking we are listening so you got to get quiet you got to listen many times we sabotage our own faith and our own confessions by seeking to be honest or by seeking to be, quote-unquote, authentic, or by seeking to be real. And these are buzzwords in our culture today. These are buzzwords in our church culture in America today. That was, quote-unquote, so authentic, or that was, quote-unquote, so real. And a lot of times that is code for defeated talk. A few years ago, Aaron and I went to visit a church that was supposed to be a faith church. They've actually since taken the name Faith out of their name. So I guess when we visited, we saw a preview of what was to come. And the new thing, of course, is being generic. You know, if you're Baptist, take the name Baptist out of the name so no one knows you're Baptist if you're Assembly of God, change it to something generic so nobody knows what you are, and they don't know that you're a little bit different than the Baptist, and you believe in the Holy Spirit, but you don't want anybody to know about that, because then they might not come, they might not visit, or to take faith out of the name, or whatever it is. So Aaron and I visited on a Sunday, and I was not prepared for uh, what we saw and what we, what we heard, because the message, the theme was, Are You Okay?, and there, there was nothing edifying that I heard. And the basic gist was, I'm sad, I'm blue, I'm depressed. I know all of you are sad and blue and depressed. And we're all going to be sad and blue and depressed. till we get to heaven, then we won't be sad or blue or depressed anymore. And uh, I did not leave full of faith. Amen? Yeah. And for a few weeks afterwards, I would text Aaron, not every day, but periodically I'd text him and say, Aaron, are you okay? <laughs> but I, I could ask you tonight, are you okay? Well, praise God, I believe you are. And if you're not, you'll be okay by the end of the service. Amen? Amen. And if you were to say, Austin, are, are you okay? Yes, I'm okay. Amen? And again, we're, we're human beings, but we're blessed. Amen? Amen? Well, we have nothing to complain about. We, we are so blessed compared to most of the people living on planet Earth. We are, as believers, we are so blessed compared to so many believers that live in the third world or they live in places where there is serious and real and ongoing persecution. So there may be this nuisance or that nuisance or this problem person or that problem person or this challenge or this test, whatever it is. But again, am I okay? Yes. And I, am I walking in victory? Yes. You know, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 14, thanks be to God who always leads us. Always, always, always. He always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. Thanks be to God who how often? Always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ Jesus. So are there ever times where there's a challenge and we might be a little bit blue? Sure, but that's when you gotta come to church and hear the word faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God amen Amen. or you got to get advice from faith-filled people who are not going to discourage you they are going to encourage you in the Lord amen Amen. you know are there ever times that I have feelings yes but I, I don't get much sympathy from my father I don't get much sympathy from Jessica amen if I want sympathy I'll talk to my mom But people head down those roads. You've heard me tell the story how once we were at Sunday lunch and I had taken Samuel to the bathroom to wash his hands. We were walking back to the table and there was a young minister having lunch with a young married couple and he actually said said to them, he said, we all sin all the time. You sin all the time, I sin all the time. My sins are just different than your sins. And I I just wanted to scream and stop and say, no! No! You can have victory over sin in Christ Jesus. And you can get the victory over whatever it is. Amen? Amen. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect and never make a mistake and never get upset or get in the flesh or not walk in love. Amen? But all of that talk is code talk for living a life of defeat. And so when people say things like, that was so authentic. Well, that's code for... The preacher made me feel better about being defeated by telling me he's defeated too. But there's no victory in that. You know, baby Emily, I think she's got a tooth coming in. She's working on a tooth. Hopefully, amen. And so it's been a little challenging the last few days, but I'm not gonna post about it. I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm not gonna do a Facebook Live about it. It's walking through these everyday things of life. And thanks be to God who always gives us the victory and leads us in triumphal procession in Christ Jesus. Oh, you know, I haven't been getting as much sleep. Jessica and I, you know, we got to work on walking in love when we're super tired. There's no victory in talking like that. And Fred Price would say that when we talk about this trouble or that trouble or this difficulty or that difficulty or this disappointment or that disappointment, in rehearsing all of that, we are not honoring the Lord. And there's no faith in it. There's no victory in it. There is no victory in defeat talk. There is no victory in struggle talk. That's why we're not going to do a series called The Struggle is Real. <laughs> the struggle is real when you live life your way, not God's way. Amen. The struggle is real when you're not a doer of the Word of God. The struggle is real when you don't obey the commands of God. That's the hard way. That's the broad road that leads to destruction. And so we're about living the blessed life. Amen. Amen. But see, not everybody wants that because you come here to FCC, we're going to talk about action and taking action to change your life for the better, whether it's in your marriage or your family or your finances, whatever it is. But there, there's people and they don't want to hear about the action they need to take. They want to be made to be, feel better in their defeat. And so when the preacher makes them feel better in their defeat, they say, that was so authentic. That was so real. And again, there's no victory in that. There's no victory in defeat talk. There's no victory in struggle talk. It does not honor the Lord, to focus on those things and to talk that way. So we often sabotage our own faith and our own confessions by seeking to be honest or authentic or real. Or we want to wait until we have the complete manifestation before confessing and saying that we're healed. Or before we confess and say that our needs are met. For example, we don't want to confess that we're healed or that our needs are met until we're sure. But faith, the God kind of faith is calling things that be not as though they were. It's to say what the Word says regardless of how you feel. To say what the Word says regardless of the circumstances. When when, uh, you don't feel so hot, and uh, your nose is runny, and you got Kleenex stuck up both nostrils, or whatever it is, to say, I believe that I have been healed by the stripes or by the wounds of Jesus. See that—that's the faith fight. It's easy to be positive and full of faith on a bright, sunny day when everything is going your way and you feel one hundred percent and you feel spiritual or whatever it is. Though those are the days when it's easy to be full of faith, to be positive. The challenge is to say what God's word says when you don't feel one hundred percent, when it's not a bright, sunny day, when your body doesn't feel hundred percent. So often we sabotage our own faith and our own confession by seeking to be honest or by couching our confession and waiting until we have the complete manifestation to say what the Word of God says. And the reason we do these things is because we do not fully believe the Word of God the way we should. We do not fully believe the Word of God the way we should. The reason we do these things is because we do not yet fully believe what God has said. So we have an escape clause. We have an out. We're not bold in our confession of faith. But as we learned last week during the Holy Week revival, what we possess is what we boldly confess. Not not what we whisper, not what we couch in a little bit of doubt, a little bit of negativity, a little bit of unbelief. No, what we possess is what we boldly confess. And the challenge of faith is to say what the Word of God says before your circumstances have changed. The challenge of faith is to say what the Word of God says before the circumstances change. That's the God kind of faith, to call things that be not as though they were according to the Word of God. Last week, throughout the week, Pastor rehearsed how in the late 80s, 1988, 1989, they they had to stand upon the Word of God and to say what the Word of God says before their circumstances changed. And over time, did their circumstances change? Yes. Yes. But it's a lot easier today to say, Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply how many of our needs all of our needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus, then back in 1988 and 1989 when the circumstances were all the needs weren't met. But they, they stood on the Word of God and were saying what the Word of God says. My God shall supply all of our needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And that was a fight of faith. You've heard him, pastor tell the story how on a, on a during the week one time, After Sunday, uh, the cleaning crew found an offering envelope that had been left on the sound booth, and there was a few hundred dollars in it, and that they were excited because they were going to be able to pay some bills. We've come a long way since then. Amen? Amen. So again, the, the challenge of faith is to say what the Word of God says before your circumstances have changed. And that's true in your finances. That's true in your physical body. That's true in your your marriage, your family, your parenting. It's the God kind of faith to call things that be not as though they were. You can always identify where a person is in their faith by their confession, by what they say. And it's not our confession or words on a Sunday morning or on a Wednesday night. It's what we say when we get in the car after church. It's what we say in the car on the, the way to work the next day. It's what we say after it's been a long day and there's been this disappointment or this challenge or this frustration and you're getting all the kids in the car, whatever it is, you can always identify where a person is in their faith by their confession. And we don't have tape recorders anymore. I remember when I was a young man, we had Walkman's and uh, you know they were about this big and portable and then they came in different colors so cool didn't have to get a black one get a yellow one whatever whatever color you wanted well those days are gone and I don't know how long you could record yourself on your iPhone before it ran out of space but as a test you you could record yourself and record yourself for a while just just to hear the, the way you speak or set a phone down on a counter at home and when it's the busiest part of the day in the home and the most interaction and the most conversation hit, hit the record button just to see what is being said and as pastor's been saying if you're married this is great husband you can help your wife wife you can help your husband amen your children can help you as long as they do it respectfully with honor amen you know we we, we helped my parents back in the day we learned we learned in children's church to say to them is that what you want so you can train your children and they can help you. But you can always identify where a person is in their faith by their confession. You can always identify where a person is in their faith by their, by their words. And again, I think we're all on our best behavior here at church. or out in the fellowship atrium. But what are we saying? What are you saying to your spouse? What are you saying at work? What are you saying at, to your children Monday through Saturday, you got to begin to line your confession up with the Word of God, and the more you do that, the more you'll walk in victory. Amen. Amen. And it's little things. The Bible says, "Little foxes spoil the vine." Everybody is at a different level, so at the level you're at, you may not be able to afford something yet. Say yet. Yes. But if you'll work God's plan, there's coming a day when you will be able to afford it. So you have to find a different way to say to your spouse we can't afford that or to find a different way to say to your children we can't afford that than saying such a negative thing. Maybe say something like not today not this month. Christmas is coming. Find ways to not contradict the word of God find ways to not contradict what the word says about your health your physical body your finances but to also speak truthfully and honestly to your family members your loved ones your children co-workers amen you you can find ways to be positive and speak the truth and not be negative and sabotage your own faith amen so you gotta you gotta be proactive about that and again husband, you can help your wife. Wife, you can help your husband. Amen? So listen to yourself closely. Now notice I said yourself. We all have improvements to be made. Amen? Amen. And it's easy to think man, you know, my wife, she really needs to work on this. This was her service tonight. (laughs) Or your husband, he really needs to work on this. This was his service tonight. No, 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 no. Listen to yourself closely. Amen? Amen? We all have improvements that can be made. So listen to yourself closely. You can always identify where you are in your faith by your confession of faith. Listen closely to yourself. Say myself, myself. not my neighbor. My neighbor. <laughs> Say myself. myself. So listen closely to yourself, and you'll see where the problem is. Listen closely to yourself, and you'll see where the difficulty is. Listen closely to yourself. And you will realize that whether it's in your physical body, your health and healing, or in your marriage and family or parenting or in your finances, you don't yet believe the word of God the way you should. Listen closely to yourself. Say, myself. Myself. So say, I've got some improvements improvements that need to be made. made, And and I'm going to work on me. Before I work, you know, look at your neighbor and say, before I work work on you. Amen. You know, Jesus dealt with this lovingly in the Sermon on the Mount when he said, you know, we often get focused on the speck of dust in a neighbor's eye when we got a plank coming out of our own eye." so we can all improve. Proverbs 6 and verse 2 says in the King James, thou art snared by the words of thy mouth. By whose mouth? Your mouth. Thou art snared by the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken by the words of thy mouth. So we learned last week during the Holy Week revival that when we boldly confess, then and only then do we possess. What you boldly confess standing on the word of God, you will possess it. Say what I boldly confess, I I will possess. possess. Say what I boldly confess, I I I will possess. But again, what we want to do You know, we're here at church. I'm the blessed and healed of Almighty God. we get in the car, honey, you just don't know how I feel. And so it's a discipline to get in gear in every area of life and to watch what we say, not just when we're in the fellowship atrium or here in church, but to watch what we say at work and at home and in the car. Say, what I boldly confess, I I will possess. So one reason we don't boldly confess the way we should is we don't really believe God's Word the way we should. When we don't really believe the Word of God and we don't boldly confess what the Word says, we leave the door open. We keep the door open. And that's what enables Satan to continue to attack and to cause problems and difficulties in our lives. When we don't really believe the Word of God and we don't boldly confess the Word of God. We, we keep the door in our lives cracked open. And that gives Satan an entrance to continue the attack, whatever it is. You have to permanently shut the door on the enemy. And one of the ways we do that is with our confession of faith, standing on the Word, saying what the Word says. We will often, in uh, not being positive and standing on the Word the way we should will often, as the world would say, hedge our bets by meekly confessing something we're believing for to a close loved one, thinking that if we don't receive what we confessed, that close loved one will not judge us. And so we'll share our hope or our aspirations. We'll share our faith confession with someone close, but we'll be meek about it. We'll be bashful about it because we know that well if it doesn't happen they're they're not going to judge us too harshly. And again the problem is as we've learned what we boldly confess we possess. And again it is the fight of faith and it is a faith fight. And again when everything's great and it's beautiful outside it's easier to say all your needs are met or you feel great whatever it is. But when you don't feel great it's a challenge to, when someone says, how are you doing or how are you feeling? I feel great. I'm the blessed and healed of Almighty God. Amen. See, that, that, and you might say, Austin, it can't be that simple. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. It is your confession that sets the course for your life and your circumstances. Amen. And you are eating the fruit of what you have been confessing in your life. And again, that's why when there's an environment where you're defeated, I'm defeated, we're all defeated, let's all feel better about being defeated together, and then we have the the band lead us in Kumbaya, or whatever it is, that there's no victory in that. And there's no progress, no testimonies, there is no victory in that. So you've got to boldly confess what the Word of God says. And your marriage, your family, your health, your physical body, your finances, You've got to boldly confess what the Word of God says. When we're meek, when we're timid, when we're, we're bashful, when we hedge our bets, when we only want to tell our loved one, who won't ever judge us about what we're believing God for, our faith confession, then we're really operating in fear and in worry, not in faith. Because the premise is, well, what if faith doesn't work? What if God doesn't come through? So you've got to stop doing that. You've got to stop hedging your bets, and you just got to go all in with God. you just got to go all in and say, I'm going to believe what the Word says. I'm going to say what the Word says. I'm going to stand on what the Word says. Amen? Amen. Regardless of what the circumstances look like, regardless of what the circumstances say, regardless of how you feel, you're going to go all in, you're going to boldly confess what the Word of God says. And if you'll do that, your circumstances will change over time. Being cautious, being careful, hedging your bets does not line up with what Jesus said in Mark 11:23. I'll read it out of the King James. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, and that, that's you, that's me, that's all of us, whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Say, I shall have have whatsoever 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 I I saith. Say it again. Say, I shall have have whatsoever 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 I saith. So the point of defeat is with our mouths. And again, this is all interrelated. What we're saying, what we're confessing, what we're praying, the point of defeat is right here. And you can, in your prayer time or in the car, you can pray a prayer full of faith on the Word of God and the answer be on the way. And then five minutes later, ten minutes later, an hour later, you can nullify your victory with your negative mouth. Well, how do you feel? I feel terrible. Well, well, what are you going to do about that situation? I don't know what I'm going to do. So the challenge of faith is to not just pray faith-filled prayers, but to then stand on the Word of God, to boldly confess what the Word of God says at every opportunity. Say, I shall have whatsoever I it, There is an adversary. There is an enemy. But the good news is the Bible says he walks about like a roaring lion. He is not a roaring lion. And we have the victory over him in Christ Jesus. So there is an adversary, the enemy, the devil. And in this world, there are, this may be a surprise, but in this world, there are negative people. I know it's hard to believe, but they're out there. They are. There are negative people. And our spirit, your spirit, it is saved or born again, but your flesh is not saved. So we have an adversary, the enemy. We have negative people in the world, and in our lives, we have the flesh, our senses. Well, we can see... And taste and touch or feel what we can hear, what we can smell. So because of the adversary or the enemy and because of negative people and because of our flesh and our senses, we must boldly confess what the word of God says. And then we have to hold fast to our confession of faith despite all of the contrary evidence. You've got to boldly confess what the word of God says. Then on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, hold fast to your confession of faith no matter what the circumstances look like. No matter what the circumstances say. You might say, well, Austin, do I have to do this till Friday? Do I have to do this till May 1st? You know, when when do I not have to do this? This is the fight of faith. This is the life we live every day we are here on planet Earth until we meet the Lord in the air or until you pass from this life to the next and go to be with the Lord in heaven. We are to fight the good fight of faith every single day of our lives. And is there a day off in fighting the fight of faith? Not if you want to live a life of victory. Amen. Amen. There's rest and we, we rest in his promises, but we are to fight the good fight of faith. So we must boldly confess what the word says. And again, it's easy to do that in your special prayer time first thing in the morning. But then when a bill comes in the mail or you get to work and someone brings you this problem or that problem or this challenge or that challenge, then you have to hold fast to your confession of faith. you got to hold fast, no matter what the circumstances look like, no matter what is going on, no matter what your eyes see, hold fast to your confession of faith. No matter what your ears hear, hold fast to your confession of faith. And again, don't be all consumed by what people think of you. I didn't bring the reference, there's a verse in Proverbs about not listening too closely. You listen too closely, your feelings are going to get hurt. And we have a whole culture now because of Facebook and social media that there's this whole artificial edifice of us all wanting to have our ego stroke 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And it's not healthy, amen. Amen. All that matters at the end of the day is what the Lord thinks. And what your husband or your wife think. And what your children think, amen. 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 So I didn't bring the reference. Don't listen too closely. Amen. So no matter what your ears hear, hold fast to your confession of faith. No matter what you feel, hold fast to your confession of faith. Again, our our spirit is born again, but our flesh is not born again. So we, we, we have feelings. We have things that we have to work through. The Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger, which means do not let the sun go down on your anger. So are there times when we get angry? Austin, I, I have not been angry a single moment of my life since I prayed the prayer and gave my life to Jesus. You, you must not live in this world. See, we, 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 the flesh, your flesh isn't born again. And so you still got to deal with everything that goes with the flesh. But you can have the victory, Amen. So regardless of the feelings, or regardless of the way your body feels, you got to hold fast to your confession of faith. Hebrews 4 and verse 14 says, "...Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession." And you've heard us explain that the word there is homologia, which means to say, literally to say the same thing. The only thing that God can bless is us saying what His Word says. The only thing that God can affirm or that Jesus Christ can say amen, so be it, unto, is us saying what His Word says. So that's why we're to hold fast our profession, are literally saying the same thing He says. Hebrews 10 and verse 23 says, let us hold fast, the homologia are saying the same thing, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, say without wavering, and again, if you listen to the wrong people, they want you to waver. They'll talk you into wavering. If you listen to the wrong friends or the wrong people at work, they'll, they'll talk you into wavering. Or the wrong Facebook friends, whoever it is. Or you listen to the wrong preacher, they'll talk you into wavering. Without wavering. We're to hold fast without wavering. Tell your neighbor, say without wavering. without wavering. Tell your other neighbor, say without wavering. Without So in our lives, we often don't realize the negative effects that our words, our spoken words have on our own hearts. And this is important because our faith or our unbelief is determined by our confession, by what we let come out of our mouths. And we often don't realize the negative effects of our spoken words, the effects that they have on our hearts, or how our negative confession it actually empowers the enemy. How our negative confession actually empowers the adversary. He hears us make our confessions of failure or sickness or lack or not enough, and then he works overtime to bring our negative confession to pass. And what's the result? Over time, we go down to the level of our confession. My, I've often said one of my life verses is Psalm 37:4. And it is, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I love that verse. I've always loved that verse. I live out that verse. That verse is true in our lives. But another life verse for me and for Jessica is Matthew 9:29. According to your faith, will it be done unto you? I'm 39. Have I had some young people hurt my feelings? <laughs> Does it hurt my feelings when they say, well, Oh, I don't believe that or I don't believe that anymore or I don't believe like you or I don't believe like Pastor Gene and then they go off and they, they want to go somewhere where they don't believe in the Holy Spirit or they don't believe in faith or they don't believe in the blessing of the Lord. It makes me sad, I'll be honest. But it doesn't change the fact that Jesus said according to your faith will it be done unto you. Amen. So when Austin says, I, I believe Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So, so what truth, what reality, what word of, from God am, are we living in right now? Philippians 4.19. Because my Lord and Savior said, according to your faith. Whose faith? faith? Your faith. My faith. According to your faith will it be done unto you. Well, I, I just don't believe that. I just don't believe that. Well, what reality are they living in? They're living in the reality that they don't accept Philippians 4.19. They don't believe Philippians 4.19. And right now, wherever they're at in their crummy circumstances, their needs are not met. And the bills are not paid. But they, they, it's because they refuse to walk in line with what the Word of God says. Matthew 9.29. According to whose faith? your faith will it be done unto you. So over time, we go down to the level of our confession. That's why what we confess is so important. Over time, we go down to the level of our confession. But no one ever rises above the level of their confession. Your faith level over time goes down to the level of your confession. But no one's faith level ever rises above the level of their confession. That's why you've got to... Listen to people that are ahead of you. And there's this thing in this culture of, man, I'm, I'm messed up and I, I want to hang out with somebody that's messed up too so they, they won't make me feel bad about being defeated or being messed up. And that, that's why five years later, ten years later, everybody is still messed up. Because you can't learn how to get out of the ditch from somebody who's in the ditch. It is the blind leading the blind. So to, for your confession to rise to greater heights, you got to listen to somebody that's ahead of you. Amen. you got to listen to somebody that's accomplished more than you and achieved more than you. That, that's why. I mean, there's a time, there's a, a place for entertainment and relaxation. Amen. you got to take a break. It is godly to have rest. Amen. Amen. You know, we've, we've talked about Dr. Price a lot because he went to be with the Lord this year, but it was from Dr. Price that my father learned to have planned family vacations. And why do you plan it? So you do it. You have to do it. You can't just keep putting it off. Amen. And that's assuming the world's not crazy like it is now still is. Plan family vacations. Plan rest. Over time, you will go down to the level of your confession. Over time. Over time. You will go down to the level of your confession. And no one ever rises above the level of their confession. That's why you got to open the Word of God and study the Word of God and, and read the Word of God and meditate on the Word of God so you can think new thoughts. You can confess new things. You can confess greater things. You can confess and believe God at a level greater than you have up until this point. And that's why in whatever you do for a living, you've got to read and stay up to date and be educated, amen, Amen. and listen to people who have achieved more and are more successful than you so you can think new thoughts at higher levels and you can have new goals that are greater and at a higher level and you can confess things that are at a higher level. Your faith level goes down to the level of your confession. But no one's faith ever rises above the level of their confession. So in your life right now you are what you have been confessing. Right now in your life you have. Say, I have have what I have been confessing. You might say, Austin, I'm not thrilled about that. Well, you got to change what you're saying. You change what you're saying. You change what you're believing and change what you're saying and change what you're praying, amen, and change the actions you're taking. You will change your life and your circumstances now it won't all happen by 3 p.m. tomorrow but over time your life and your circumstances will change for the better if you want to change your life and circumstances change what you have been saying let's end with this proverbs eighteen twenty-one, death and life say death, death. And, life. and life and most people are speaking death most people are confessing death most people are praying death and negative things death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those that love it will eat its fruit. What fruit? The fruit of what you've been saying. What fruit? The fruit of your mouth. Or as Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, you shall have whatsoever you saith. So you've got to get in the Word of God, meditate on the Word of God, think new thoughts, confess new things that you have not confessed previously from the Word of God to go to new levels and our heavenly father is good he is wonderful he wants to bless you he wants you to live a life of blessing he wants you to have the dreams and desires of your heart he wants your every need to be met he wants you to not just be healed and made well in your body he wants you to live a life of divine health to as a testimony to this world that is full of sickness and disease and fear he has nothing but good But to walk in his best, we've got to pray what the word of God says. Amen. Amen. But even after you have prayed what the word of God says, then throughout the day, the next day, you've got to watch what you say so you don't nullify what you have been praying with your negative confession.
0: Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.